Hello and welcome to Dyna Bros, the official reacts of your Dynamo Faithful. We'll be bringing you post-game reactions with no analysis and all emotions all season long. I'm the Sinski Man filling in for Manny, and with me is Kyle. We just lost in a very predictable 0-1 fashion to Minnesota United FC on the road. Kyle, give me your immediate thoughts. Oh, Sinski Man, I think I'm just, I think I'm frustrated with this one. Um, just like 90 minutes of almost chances of just a little bit of bad luck in certain cases. Like Ibrahim Aliyu makes his first start in the league and is inches away from scoring on his debut. Like it's just, you know, sometimes I feel like we, we don't get the, uh, the good luck charm. Um, and I think today was one of those, but also I just think that we didn't do enough in the attack. That's just the theme of our team this season. And, uh, which is, crazy because we put every possible striker that we could have on the field tonight like <laughs> right. Baird played aliu played sebas came on thor came on franco was up there at one point coco basically played as a second striker all night like and we we're taking shots we look semi-creative but we're still just not dangerous enough up there and i'm i'm just getting a little bit a little bit frustrated with with the boys in orange. I don't want to be frustrated. I love this team. I want to support them. It's always tough playing on the road, but man, it's tough not watching uh, your team score at all. Look, I hear you, Kyle. I watched that whole game just getting more and more frustrated as the night went on. I thought we started off so strong. Like you said, Aliyu looked good. Kionis looked fast, and they were connecting, it seemed. I don't know if you listen to Glenn Davis's uh, radio station or if you were listening to the MLS broadcast, but Glenn was talking about how if these two guys are starting, our shot totals are going to start really building up because those guys are so fast and they're getting into the back and they're able to get into spaces where they can take shots and make things happen. And you kind of saw that fall off when they came off the pitch, Sebas and Thor replacing them and Franco replacing them, and the attack really slowed down. But part of that might be the players, and then another part of that's Minnesota had no reason to push forward anymore. They were up the goal. It was yeah. 65th, 70th minute. They really started just saying, look, guys, try and score on us. Try and hit something with power. We had no power tonight in the attack. Every shot we took was like, I don't know if they used the wrong foot or what, but even Brad Smith's header at the end, you know, his head's going the other way, I guess, to get the angle or something. I don't know. But he's he just yeah, like that's a, that's a header. St. Clair's arms. And yeah, just so frustrating on the offense because like Aliyu looked I, – I put it in the soccer text. Aliyu's going to score tonight. And he looked dangerous the whole time. Something strikers have not looked for our team. All season long, I was stoked. I was all about it. But, you know, just that final move, that final shot. Yeah, I, I'd like to see Thor and Aliyu play together. And I'd like to see the two of them play off of each other because they both look like they're capable of playing as the target and as the one that runs around and causes a bit of chaos. Yeah. And, uh, and, I mean, Thor came on. He had two shots. One of them blocked. One saved. Um, Sebes even got a shot off. So it's like, you know, somebody's trying to do something. But like you said, at that point, 
Minnesota is just basically absorbing pressure and all they got to do is hold out and knowing that we, we don't score from open play very easily. And uh, it was always going to be an uphill battle after that. Yeah, there was a move. There was a move there. Sebis kind of dummied the ball. Yeah, it was clean. Um, that was really good. And then he made a good run behind Thor. Thor could have passed it back to him. Took the shot. Kind of a 50-50 move there. Um, not upset that he didn't pass, but I kind of wish he would because I just think Sebis is going to score that. But he hasn't scored all season, so why do I think that? I don't know. I don't yeah. know. What about, what about Steve Clark? I mean, was he let down tonight? I posted that as soon as the game was over that this team let him down. What happened there? Golly. Sorry, did you say uh, Tim Howard circa 2014 World Cup v. Belgium in the round of 16? Is that who was in goal tonight? That's what it looked like. Steve Clark was an absolute machine. I don't understand how a human being can make that many good saves in one game. And we still lose one nil like that's that's heartbreaking for him the guy left it all out there tonight and like i don't think the defense like sold him out or anything like everybody i think played hard back there but steve clark just stood on his freaking head and tried as hard as he could to keep that game nil nil and it it took our own defense you know screwing him up a little bit I, i i won't say our whole defense i think franco escobar needs a may need a little bit of a rest the dude looks a bit burnt out i think he had a really bad game tonight yeah i think somebody on the uh on the full length episode said it's going to be a zero one defeat on the road that it, it wasn't going to be a great goal that beats us it was going to be a sloppy mistake by the defense that's what he said I think it was the Sinsky man who said that. Well, anyone to- listening right now, go listen to the full episode that released before this game. It is nearly like verbatim as to what happened in the game. Sinsky Sinsky was a prophet. Somewhere and, around the forty third minute of the podcast, yeah. you'll get the you'll you'll hear the prediction. I'm I'm sorry. I'm just I can't. Believe so I think we blame you. I think we blame you for this one because you you spoke it into existence and it it went about exactly how you said it was gonna. It, you basically did it without naming names is pretty much what happened. It might be my fault. It it might be it might be my fault. I might be the reason we lost this game. But man, Aliu had so many chances. Um just I, I liked the chances. I thought Coco was doing a pretty good job for the most part. Sacedo did a good job coming in. Artur was solid as usual. The players most of the players look good. I think I think Escobar had a howler of a game though. I don't yeah. I don't he's not gonna look back and be happy about the way he played tonight. Brad Smith isn't either. Um, so fullbacks kind of disappointed me in this game, specifically the left side. And then uh, Escobar didn't look great. We moved him to the right either. Like, like you said, tired, might need a rest. Uh, so I'm glad Smith's back, I guess. He, he didn't look good. I, pu- I posted some not nice things about him in our soccer text. I'm not going to say what I said, <laughs> but just wasn't impressed with him. But we need some rotation in those fullbacks, I think. They're looking yeah. they're looking really not good. And with that, Kyle, I think we can move on and hit the, the meat of this segment, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Kyle, you get the good tonight. You're welcome. I don't know if anybody else can get the good except Steve Clark, even though I've already said so many good things about the guy. Um, but I'll, I'll go ahead and give it to Aliu. I think he made a good debut, um, without scoring, but I, I think right off the bat, the, 
that dummy to sell the defender. And then he absolutely bolts up the field into space and plays a really nice ball into Coco. Like that is the kind of dynamic attacking play that this team needs and desperately is looking for like somebody that will just drive at defenses and be creative and be dangerous. That's what we need. And, And I think he's showing that tonight, you know, Steve Clark, for sure. My man of the match, Probably going to be a Ben's bestie candidate next week, but I'm going to give it to Aliyu for a solid debut. I 100%. That's what I would have said. He's got all the tools to be a great striker in this league. He's got the pace. He's got the the eye for goal. He was hungry tonight. If he holds on to that hunger, man, I think the sky's the limit for him. I was very impressed with his performance. I was a little disappointed, and I'm probably Sebas's one of like. Eight, Jake said, people backing him to play, but yeah, I want handful. I want Aliyu to get way more minutes right now because I was just head over heels for what he was doing tonight. Just, just crushed it for a debut. He's young. Good night. The world is his oyster if he keeps playing like that. All right, all right. It's time for the bad, and I've been mulling this over for the last probably ninety-five. 100 minutes because the moment Escobar had that back pass, I was thinking, well, that's bad. (laughs) And he just, he never got much better. He never, he never really made up for that mistake. Does that make sense? I kept waiting for it. Manny texted that he needs to get a PK to make it happen. He did get headbutted in the jaw, which Manny said was not a foul. I don't know. I didn't realize you were allowed to jump into people's jaws. I thought even if a foul's an accident, it's still a foul. But And I thought the fouls in the box get you PKs. I don't know. I don't know how rulings work in this league anymore. The refs don't make sense to me. And I bet there's going to be a ton of people on Twitter saying, Sinski, you're an idiot. It wasn't a foul. And there will be some diehard Dynamo fans who got my back saying, heck, yeah, it was a foul. But I just don't know if Escobar did enough to make up for that. So in my mind, he was bad. And I think you could say Brad Smith, too. He's coming off an injury. I know we're, we're easing him back in, but I, he was supposed to be the creative outlet, it seemed like. We kept going out left to try and put in a cross, and the balls that he was putting in were atrocious. None of his crosses connected. Um, I don't know what that was where he tried to teenage karate kick it there in the last like five or six minutes, and he just like loops it out. I was... Yeah. I, I was dumbfounded. I was like yelling at the TV and then all of a sudden I was silent because I just couldn't believe what I saw. Yep. So I would say the fullbacks are the bad. If it's not going to be just Escobar, I think Brad's got to be put in there. So Kyle, that gives you the ugly. You get two of these in the meat segment. Well, uh, you know, Franco Escobar, his back pass or Brad Smith's overall performance, I think could fit as bad and ugly, but, mm-hmm. As you claim both of those, I'm going to go ahead and pick a different one here. Uh, but I will reiterate that I think Brad Smith, Scroggins called it on the full episode. If, you, if you're listening to this now, go listen to the full episode. You know, Brad Smith is, he, he is a liability right now, forward and, and in defense. It's not looking good. Uh, and to be fair, he needs time coming back from an injury, a pretty significant injury at that, but he did not look good. Um, I'm going to pick kind of an off the off the wall ugly here, and it follows the theme of the refing woes from last week. 
There was a like blatant back pass in this game that did not get called. It was between minute 75 and 80. Coco and Sebas pressure the defense to send the ball back to the keeper. And he just picks it up. And I don't understand how nobody else reacted to this. It's like Thor sort of reacted, but nobody else did. And I can't understand for the life of me why we didn't freak out when the goalkeeper just picked up this very clear back pass and we didn't like hound him for a call. He's 12 yards away from the goal. This is an indirect free kick opportunity. Like I don't understand what happened. And this is what I'm talking about. We need a little bit of luck on our side. We needed VAR to overrule the Franco Escobar header in the, in the box. Like you're the one you're talking about, even though it may not have been a real foul. I'm just looking for a little bit of luck from VAR here. I'm looking for somebody to back up the dynamo. When we're when we're backed against the wall, okay, yeah. we we're not doing enough good things for ourselves that we need a little bit of help, and it's not coming to us. So ugly was that. You know, we're just on a bad string of referee decisions right now, and I don't know what it's going to take to get out of it. I totally forgot about that. We all we threw a fit in the soccer text for a second. Even Glenn Davis was like, "Well, there was a handball right there, but it's not going to get called." <laughs> yeah. and, and I was I I kind of missed it, but but you and Manny like did not let it go for a second. Like I don't think I yeah. realized we were the ones. Um, I'm sorry that they were the ones who passed that back, and that's got to be what the ref was thinking, right? Or maybe maybe Sinclair was just so composed and so like confidence is key in life, right? Maybe he was so confident in that move that the ref was like, "Yeah, you're allowed to do that. Look at that." He's got a yeah, I don't know if I've got like Stockholm syndrome, like the way he picked it up so calmly. Maybe I'm wrong and I didn't see a back pass, but I <laughs> swear that they passed that ball back because Coco and Sebas both closed it down. And I don't imagine that they would have been the ones that had played that and then closed down the keeper. Like it just naturally looks like the defense is playing back. I could be wrong, faithful if you're listening and I'm wrong. Let me know on Twitter. And uh, I won't redact or take back anything I said because who cares? But <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm right. And hundred percent, hundred percent. That was definitely definitely a back pass pickup, which is a handball. So just yeah. just mind blowing the things that don't get called. Also, I I tweeted at Tom Bogart about whether or not Seattle like was getting some advantageous refing and he was like what you think there's a conspiracy with the dynamo and the seattle in a may game yes tom i do clearly i'm saying that why you gotta make me not watch the game tom and then you watch tonight and the other team's allowed to pick up the ball whenever they want that's right so clearly clearly guys this is the real ugly there is a conspiracy against your houston dynamo to to have us drop back down the rankings because the MLS is not ready for a third star on that Dynamo crest. The MLS needs to recognize the two-time champs, okay? That's that's all we're saying. That's right. I'm 100% with you on that. I think that's going to wrap us up here. This was Bros. We brought all the emotion. No analysis tonight. And we're doing it all season long. Every night after the games, we're recording, giving our instant reactions. But come out a day or two later. Rate and review us on whatever platform you listen to. And stay faithful. Thank you for listening to the Dynamo Faithful Podcast. We are Chris Sinski, Manny Farcier, Christopher Scroggins, Jake Barry, Kyle McGuire, Emmett Rumfield, and James Franklin. 
Dynamo Faithful is produced by Ian Gregory Graff with marketing and design from Zach Below. Dynabot is powered by predictions from 538 Club Soccer Predictions. Learn more at 538.com. Music provided by Alex Grohl on Pixabay. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at dynamo underscore faithful and send your questions to dynamofaithfulpod at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and stay faithful.